0: And you bam Random. the futures rock and roll. Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode number one hundred and sixteen. On today's show, the ladies discuss the fine line between street compliments and street harassment. Simone's personality was assessed by a stranger, and a gentleman offered to show Steffi his Action Jackson. Should they be offended? Let's find out. Now here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury.
1: Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm
2: Dong very well. How are you, Dong, Simone?
1: I'm dong not that great i kind of actually feel like i'm getting kicked in the stomach Aww. right now well you won't care really when you know why but <laughs> are you pregnant no no yeah i'm like two weeks pregnant just telling everyone on the podcast um no no ne- ne- never again uh, <laughs> But uh, no no so like i said let's record at 820 and it was 819 and i was checking it's game 7 of the world series between san francisco wondering. giants
2: yeah, while well, you, you were, were okay with this, but yes, please go ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, it's because, so, you know, I'm a Dodgers fan, so I've got nothing invested in this, you know, personally, but I hate the Giants. As a Dodgers fan, you hate the Giants, so I was totally going for the Royals, the Kansas City Royals, they haven't won since, the, I think the 80s. They're the Giants They're the underdogs. Yeah, they won, they won uh, 2010, 2012, and now they're in it again, so I kind of have been, like, keeping my eye on it, you know, totally going for the Royals. Royals, but um, today I was very nervous about it. So, you know, and so the, 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 the Giants were ahead by two, and then the Royals tied it up. It was like, great. And then I think in the third or fourth inning, the Giants got another run. So it was like three to two. So I've just been checking in for the last couple of hours, checking, checking, checking. So then at 8. 20, it was like bottom of the ninth, and and the right when it was time to call, I saw that the Royals had a runner on third with one out. So <gasps> I was like, <gasps> so I was like I quickly put the radio on because I just was watching it on like the, the, watching the update on the web and like, I turned it on I hear something describe the last pitch and they're like pop fly and that's gonna be you know a play in foul field and the Giants have won the World Series again like that's all I heard and I was just like "Oh!" and so I just fucking turned it off and then I called you yeah, but I texted you saying five more minutes because I thought that's all it would take, you know, for them to either win or lose. But um, yeah, and then I immediately texted never mind and just called. So yeah, so I'm feeling pretty pissed off right now. This is like the opposite of the Hawks winning the grand final. This is like the, the worst. Yeah, I fucking hate the Giants. Oh. I oh, hate so.
2: I hate the Lakers. Like I have no reason to hate them. I just do. I just hate I think, the Lakers. Why? And the Yankees. I think I
1: don't really like them either because I don't like basketball. And I think I just like everyone's just so into the Lakers. I mean, everyone's yeah. into the Dodgers too. But I think because I'm not into basketball I like the and Dodgers. I just I might, might
2: be because of Uncle Richard. He liked them when they were the yeah. Brooklyn Dodgers and all that. Like I have a thing. That's for them right.
1: There. Well, the Dodgers haven't even won the World Series since 1989. So they're kind that. of, they're, they're, they're not an underdog in that they're like, you know, a, a, an old franchise, but they haven't won in a fucking long time, you know? Whereas the Lakers are like a winning team with like pricks like Kobe Bryant on there. So it's, I think it's easier to hate them. So, um, yeah, if I have to have a basketball team, I'll take the Clippers, which are also in LA. Team, ah. so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with you on hating the Lakers. And Anthony Kiedis is into the Lakers, so that's oh. another reason. Ooh, my Lakers, I adore them. It's in one of the oh songs. Oh my god, I do not know that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what song we need to go out on.
1: Oh, I think you're right. It's on Blood Sugar Sex Magic, but I don't remember which song. But anyway, so, if I can get my shit together today, if you are listening today that this is coming out, it's Halloween. <laughs>
2: Oh wow! This, is, Very this is this is this
1: will be true if I edited everything tomorrow. So we'll see. If not, how was your Halloween this past uh, weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. David was in Vegas
2: teaching BJ boot camp, and <laughs> uh-huh. so I was a single parent with the kids and taking them to a party in West Seattle. And they want to trick or treat there and go to the President's of the United States, the United Amer- whatever house where he gives out his own CDs instead of candy.
1: That is so lame!
2: I I don't like that guy. He
1: may as well just give out, like, Russell Stover candy, which, you know, if anyone who knows, that's, like, the worst candy you can have. (laughs) He may as
2: well give out like raisins and toothbrushes.
1: I know. Oh like, my
2: god! The kids god. were all like, "Thanks." And the mo- the parents, though, all the moms were like, oh, "Chris Ballou from Presidents." Oh my god! Oh, thank you. <laughs> love your house, you know. So that That's was so kind of lame. Funny. I
1: hated that band like so much when they were out <laughs> because they were playing like two string guitars and just had the dumbest songs. And you know, be really funny. It's like to to trick his house, and because I don't think giving a CD is a is a treat, so you fucking throw peaches at his house, Ooh. millions of peaches. Yes. <laughs>
2: Original, I, uh, that would yes. be awesome. Uh, we went back and um, all these spiked CDs were like in his driveway. They were broken. It was really great.
1: God, what so. a dickhole! As if I didn't fucking hate them enough.
2: <laughs> well, oh, what the what's Lord. funny is I was on the grapes of wrath the other day. It hasn't come out as of country, now. But Aaron Mason loves Chris Ballou from the Presidents, and he always talks about him. And I'm like, I have a story, <laughs> so I told that Halloween story country. to him. So, wow. He's like, all right, I have a change of heart about him a little bit. <laughs> what a
1: prick. <laughs> 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 I thought his music would have been enough um, uh, so what are the kids going to be for Halloween
2: Judah wants to be Kurt Cobain nice I know he looks really good he, we got him like bug-eyed Jackie o white sunglasses and a blonde wig and he's wearing like a cashmere cardigan of mine that has holes in it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, he he has jeans that David sanded down and like got the holes and rips perfectly. Only problem Aww. is he doesn't have any Converse, and like mine are too small for him. He's twelve. Really? Yes. So, oh my god. Yeah. So we're still gonna work on that. But Lolly is going to be Napoleon Dynamite, and her friend Coco is going to be Pedro, and so uh-huh. Pe- which and I, she sent me a picture of Pedro's costume today and she looks amazing Coco was like you know the Mexican Pedro with his little bolo tie and, and cowboy yeah. shirt you know all snapped up and then so Lolly got this you know amazing wig and she, Judah has a vote for Pedro shirt and, and I'm like all right you want to be this thing from this movie 15 years ago okay go ahead so I mean it's original and I like that they're being boys instead of princesses or something so yeah yeah and um, she got the moon boots and the jeans and the glasses so they're gonna be pretty cute but what is Quincy going to be
1: well, oh, so I I kind of was just gonna I'd been talking about doing like a, a, a Harry Potter thing for like just Harry Potter as a baby, as a one year old, and just putting a lightning bolt on his head, with me and Greg being his recently deceased parents, you know? <laughs> but I, I just so bad, like I can't get it together and he you know, and you know, it's like, well, just doing the lightning bolt on his head isn't that interesting. So then then you sent that Mr. Puffed. Baby thing, and I was like, yes, that's what I'm gonna do. So I wanted to do that, and I already had wanted to be Dana from Ghostbusters. Oh, um, you know, like after she's been um, been possessed. Oh, absolutely. So, um, so I, yeah. So I was like, okay, perfect. So Quincy can be Mr. Stapoff. I'll be Dana, and Greg can be um, uh, can be Louis Tully. So um, it was very simple costume. Just kind of wiled up his hair and put a colander on his head, and as if Greg doesn't already have black rimmed -rimmed sunglasses. Yeah. Sorry. So I thought, yeah, I thought we can do this, but like, there's no party or anything that I know of to go to, so that kind of took the the sense of urgency out of it, and then there's this amazing Mr. Stay Puffed costume on eBay, I'm sorry, on Amazon, that's like 50 bucks, which I was like, mm. I could just get that. But it's like size two to four, so it's mm-hmm. going to be way too big for Quincy. Um, so I was kind of like, well, I think I'll just do all this next year. So we got a uh, Spock costume that we had for last year, but it was way too big. So it'll fit him now. So I think he's just awesome. going to be Spock. Spock. But but costume? he's He's going to get this little Spock costume, but it's going to be <laughs> Harry Potter as a one-year-old dressing up as Spock. So he's still going to have a <laughs> lightning bolt on his head. <laughs> It's like it's the Dursleys. Costume. It doesn't make sense though, because the Dursleys would not have bothered to dress young Harry up for, for Halloween. Yeah. But, yeah. Have. but um, yeah, we're going to just. Uh, I mean, if that so woman's awesome. writing Christian Harry Potter, I can make take a little liberty here and there. So, uh, <laughs> so, so it's going to awesome. be Spock with a lightning bolt because he's really Harry Potter. <laughs> but we have no plan to go anywhere, so maybe I'll just be taking these pictures at home. So but we took him to a pumpkin patch the uh, weekend before last. I saw a picture, and I went, oh, God. It was oh, wonderful. God. But somebody uh, co- left a comment thinking that you would hate pumpkin patches in that whole scene. So I'm like, yeah, wondering how you feel about that kind of love uh,
2: I love cute babies, uh, babies and pumpkin patches. And yeah. <laughs> my thing about pumpkin patches is if I have coffee, I'm pretty much good. I think that I right, just right. haven't properly <laughs> caffeinated, you know, and it's all the soccer moms with their hunter, ra- you know, waiting boots on. And, you know, I'm just all, oh, fuck y'all.
1: <laughs> right, right.
2: I just, I don't know. It's the moms. It's their problem. So seeing cute little kids in pumpkin patches, that's that's my thing.
1: Yeah, because we didn't take him last year because he was what six months old and I'm like who gives a shit it's just like holding this blob up you yeah. know against some pumpkins <laughs> so I wasn't I wasn't interested but um, but this year I'm like well now I we can walk around them and stuff so I'm like yeah we should take a pumpkin patch it should be cute but I just was not prepared for how cute a baby is in a pumpkin patch and I had a pumpkin knit pumpkin hat on him as well with a little green stem which you can't quite see in the picture and also he's like wearing a green shirt and like sort of green corduroys so he's like he like blends in nicely like he's part of the pumpkin patch it was like I was like giddy like oh my God, this is the cutest thing he's, we've ever done with him, you know? So that was really great. And we Aww. took him to a petting zoo just before oh, that. Also, at the same what the you think event. About that? He was just squealing with delight. It was so Oh, cute. What
2: did he pet? What kind of animal?
1: He petted a goat and a sheep. So, yeah. he we was like, yeah! Ah, that's what he does when he sees that's what he he I knew the he would because he, scree- he, well, he does it with the cats still like the novelty of the cats is really? not, not worn off so he's like screeches he, he Birdsworth's on the bed and he like sees he's right there and he like screeches and then like kind of reaches towards him and Birdsworth just hisses and goes he does not want him to come near him it's so funny but anyway, yeah. So um, yeah, so that was that was all fun. And then I went to a haunt. It was the same haunt I went uh, that my friend manages. Uh, I went to it two years ago when I was newly pregnant, and I was really worried right. that I would scare the baby to death.
0: <laughs> but obviously, I did not.
1: Yeah. So this time, I went back feeling like, yep, no, nothing to worry about. And if there was something to worry about, I wouldn't mind if I scared the baby to death. Oh, so <laughs> awesome! I'm so awful, but um, yeah, so that was great. But I've got tickets to go to this other one called Delusion, which is a haunted play, and um, it's supposed to be like like you're in the play and you're like going through this house. Like they they get old. Um, like heritage buildings like mansions and things and like they host it there but like there's like special effects and there's uh, stunt work and, act- and the actors are really, like it's really like really makes you feel like you're in this scary situation so I'm pretty excited about it
2: so oh I love I that you do that
1: I haven't done this one before so yeah this one's like it's like 60 bucks to go to this Jeez. One. yeah but I mean it's supposed to be like going to a show you oh, know like yeah, a, that's a good point yeah not just like people going boo around the corner <laughs> everyone's like, it's like the best haunt thing ever so uh, i'm pretty excited. neil patrick harris that uh, produced it a couple years ago like and that i think brought oh. a lot of attention to it wow yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome so anyway so so that's that's what we've got coming up uh, for halloween or slash today if i do my um, <laughs> <laughs> um so yes, I was in Houston over the weekend as I am annually though I wasn't last year because I was still breastfeeding but um, it was really funny because um, we had a, 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 a custom strong customer and she was from Florida and you know I never I assume I'm that at this quilt show that everyone's a Republican, you know like right. it's just uh, yeah. the demographic no, that's there. Yeah so it's like the, at the quilt show anyway, but especially in Houston like, I you know I mean I mean I've been a very red, place even even when we're in portland like the 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 show is very red
2: (laughs) oh i see yes yes
1: yeah yeah because in in portland a few years ago i had a woman uh obama was there at the same time it was in 2008 and she leaned in and said i really want to go to the to the Rally, but she was like whispering it to me because she, you know she just knew she was not in around like-minded people right. in the rest of the show. Yeah, and it happened again with this lady. Like, she told me that um, a few years ago she was at the show and there was this lady with an African lady with a booth, and she was selling some CDs and something else, and she just looked really worn out and beaten down. And the lady I was talking to, she's like, and I just went up to her and I bought a CD. I didn't even need it. I don't use CD-ROMs, but I just wanted to support her because she just seemed really isolated. And I just oh. went up to her and I and I took her hand and I said, "It's okay. You're not alone. I voted for Obama too." And then the woman started crying and then they hugged and they oh, were both crying. Yeah. It's like that's the environment that I that I have to go to at these things. No, so I hear you loud and
2: clear. That's yeah.
1: That's, <laughs> yeah really. and there's another african vendor who i'd see at the vegas show and um and he started going to the quilt show and he was telling me how at that show like not in vegas it's fine there but um the people that go to the quilt show like people stare at him like they just are gawking at him uh, because he's african not african-american, African-American like, African-American. like african african yeah wow. so yeah like, wow i just didn't I, I mean I always think it's bad but I think I was in my own mind but no the people who are really sticking out really yeah. feel it So they really do it uh. yeah so um, I went to was it last week yeah it was last week I went to a writers group Does that sound like awful to you?
2: (laughs) No, it sounds kind of awesome.
1: It does, yeah. At for
2: your erotica career that you aspire to. Exactly.
1: All this time I've been writing all these blog posts and personal things, and it's really just you know fictional erotica that I've really been wanting to delve into. Um, (laughs) But I didn't know if I was ready to reveal that. But thank you for telling everybody. Um, (laughs) um, No, it's just like because I used to write a blog, which I've mentioned here and there throughout the podcast. But I think a mixture of people not really reading things that people write anymore, like blogs, Mm -hmm. because I think on my MySpace days people would read stuff and um, a mixture of that, a mixture of having the podcast, which kind of gives me my platform to talk a bunch of shit, you know and also feeling like I kind of (laughs) said everything I had to say, you know I felt like it, like the whole writing thing just kind of you know kind of fell by the wayside. But it's still my book that I want to write, and I'm like I sh- I need to just be sort of regularly engaging in some sort of writing, even if it's just nothing mm-hmm. that I intend to write. But just the exercise of it might get me going. So um, so this is a website called Meetup, and you can find things you know events going with similar interests, and people just list it, and you just say yeah I'll go. So so I went, and the thing is at Ruckers, okay, which is to me immediately like what the fuck am I doing going to fucking Fudrucker? <laughs>
2: I can't believe they have those in L.A. That's so funny.
1: Yeah, I think I'd seen them around and then they're in idiocracy, but by the in 500 years' time, Fuddruckers, the name is morphed into Rudfuckers. And there's, like, little kids having oh, birthday yeah. parties at Rudfuckers. <laughs> 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 but, um, anyway, yes, yeah, so I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to an event at Fuddruckers. But, anyway, so I went and, like, I get there and I meet with the people and they just all seem so normal that I was kind of, like, I felt like I was about to, like, start having a panic attack like these aren't my people I can't no 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 you should just leave and I was like no you're here don't be fucking stupid and so I just calmed down and got chatting and yeah like they just they have a prompt so something to get you to write and we write for like 30 to 40 minutes and then share what we wrote like that's pretty much it you know and yeah Mm -hmm. once I did that I was like it didn't I didn't care who I was with around anymore I just liked that I was in something that was forcing me to do this exercise you know so um yeah, so it ended up being really good. But then as I was talking to them, you know, they, you know, I, it was easier for me to, to talk to them than I thought. And then they said at a previous um, meeting, um, like the, the, the reason they have it at Fad Rukas is because like they were having it at Panera Bread, but they're looking for a place that's like public and open, but they aren't like, it's loud enough so that people can say whatever they want. Like they don't have to feel um, censored mm-hmm. because there are children around, you know? And so mm-hmm. Panera Bread, it's, she said, it seemed like right when... Um, The person was about to say butt plugs. That the room went silent. I was like, Uh. I was like, okay, (laughs) these are my people. (laughs) Nice. So I, I was like, okay, cool. Like you, you're cool with people saying butt plugs, and yeah. So you know, and they would just seem like fun, cool people. So butt plugs. What do we really know about? What do we really (laughs) know about them? Um, So anyway, yeah. So so yeah. So that was fun, and um, and I think oh, another thing is the girl who organized it, because I was like, well, there's nothing for me to eat here, but she was a vegetarian as well, so that made me realize that she's just picking the place. it's conducive to having this meeting, not a fine dining establishment. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's good. And I'm <laughs> going to go back next week. It's every other week. But there's another one, like, right at the oh, ne- cool. at the um, uh, at the coffee bean near my house. So I think I'll go to that, too. I think I just want to try and participate. Just get out of my comfort zone. So, you know, and force myself to do some things. Because I just don't do shit left to my own devices, you know? Oh, yeah, good for you. Yeah, so... I just like that I challenged myself out of my, my social awkwardness. Yeah,
2: definitely. was so <laughs> really, really hard to do. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I really was feeling like, I need to leave. I need to leave. Like, But that's just my social anxiety, mm-hmm. like, you know, alienating me. I have that me. too. Yes, but I overcame it, and it was totally fine. So we, we
2: conquer our challenge. Yes,
1: we conquer our challenge. Thank you very much. Isn't that the last thing he says at the end of the, uh, um, <laughs> at the end of the, um, interview on the, the room, room yeah
2: um i was looking for that yesterday and i could not find it on youtube at all but i think it was i think he just said but we conquer our challenge and then he nods and it fades out and then there's the next question i think That's the last memory, thing he
1: says is thank you very much
2: I, it, that yeah it, he did say thank you very much because he was saying if we all love each other the world will be a better place and then he said thank you very oh, much so right. right, right. That, yeah but, yeah so i think
1: we're yeah. up. it's been a while since i've watched that but it used to be on youtube Gotta find that. Did <laughs> it used to? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I felt like a like a <laughs> grandma YouTube searcher. I'm like, I know it's gotta uh, be on here somewhere. I could not find it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um so I've got some like kind of major Taco Bell news, I think. Um, <laughs> so anyone who's we've probably talked about this particular element before, but on on Twitter, Neil Hamburger is the ambassador for Taco Bell issues of health. And he retweets. He goes on these rampages of retweeting uh, people who said they got sick from Taco Bell, and um, he'll just go and retweet like 50 in a, in a row, and all these people will unfollow him. But anyway, um, I love it. It's so great. He's like, yeah, I went. Like I'll come home from somewhere and go, like, yeah, I went on a Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he
2: doesn't announce it. He just starts retweeting Taco Bell sick. Like you can tell that's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, <laughs> so exactly. <many> of them. <laughs> Yeah, I think sometimes he might search diarrhea and Taco Bell because right? there's a few ah. variations. There's definitely Taco Bell and sick, but there's also like food poisoning Taco Bell. Yeah, he'll there's a few combos that, that he searches. But anyway, so uh, somebody contacted me yesterday saying that or a few a couple days ago saying that. Um, Taco Bell had an app and I tried to get it and it was like it came up in the search like with the logo and everything and then it, it didn't I, I couldn't download it. Like it was like not there. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Come home to find out. Taco Bell is putting all their all their eggs into this app basket. They have essentially removed their their Twitter account. They've deleted everything from it. And like they're not they're no. not on Twitter anymore. Like the account exists, but they are not actively tweeting anymore. And uh, uh-huh. everybody, number of people, I'm and I sick think of
2: everyone's shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> Neil Hamburger <laughs> really, really, <laughs> I think did that. So. Um, Wow I, I think that's Good the for cause. Him. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, it doesn't matter because people can still tweet at Taco Bell and it will come up in a search whether or not they're active in, in the account or not. So yeah, but I think oh. I think he's single handedly responsible for taking it down. And also acts um, changed the way they tweet. Like they should have all those open questions. I love and they got the, they stopped he's doing that. For that. Yeah, they totally like people lost the the social media people would change <laughs> after he had berated them enough.
2: I so, bet. Yeah. <laughs> He was so good at it. I remember Yeah. Ax would tweet things like like you don't want to have dirty gear. Like they call your junk your gear. Yeah, yeah.
1: And Neil Hamburger would go off on that. I know. For that. Yeah. Your gear. It's just funny cuz he'll complain about how the tweets are phrased in a way that he can't do anything with them. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, I think it's because of me, but they, they I can't do anything with these anymore." <laughs>
2: Oh, that's so funny. Um, okay, speaking of the social media thing, my friend who has a pastor who is still a- affiliated with Mars Hill. Um, this is my friend in Colorado, he messaged me, he's like, this uh-huh. isn't, you know, pr- this isn't, like, public news, he goes, but you were one of the three people that um, Mars Hill cited as is the reason for Mark Driscoll stepping down, because of the social media onslaught. They wow! Go, they go, they just didn't see any way around it. Like, they could have done, they could have managed if it weren't for the social media thing. Like, Mark could have stayed there, but they didn't see any way around it with you, and is the Wartburg watch, and, um, the the Mars Hill Facebook page.
1: Wow. So, this is I a know, real so podcast of Twitter triumphs. Twitter triumphs. It's amazing.
2: That's amazing. <laughs> so that felt so kind of good. But,
1: yeah, that's amazing. But it's
2: felt better to get Axe to change their campaign. <laughs> 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 Taco Bell wow. shut down Congratulations. Their entire... Oh, thanks. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what's this app basket that they're going to be putting all oh, the Taco Bell eggs I don't in. know
1: because I couldn't download the app. I think it just allows ordering. Like seriously, uh, how how much fucking time do you need to save ooh, ordering from the fucking order, app? You can I, order on Taco I Bell think so. App? I don't That's know because so I can't funny. download the fucking app.
2: I just love it. That's so weird. That's so Jetsons.
1: <laughs> 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 um before we get into the heaviest subject, actually, uh, do we want to read the um, definition of butt plugs that steve emailed us i forgot to, to put that in the document
2: That's yes you do i'll bring that you up right Do you have it in front of you i love steve he's what is he a producer or the kind of tech guy over at feral audio and he's yes. so nice and friendly yes. and he's like
1: the web guy and, yeah um
2: he listens to every episode and then, like, will comment. He'll be like, oh, they have air logs at the puppy training place I take my dog to. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, so this just came up. It was like, so after the last episode, it was, hey, butt plugs. <laughs> I know. He, okay, he knows a
2: lot about butt plugs. I didn't, I didn't. Well, well it did look like he, why.
1: I thought he pulled this from, from somewhere. So I'll oh, give him the benefit okay. of the doubt. Okay, it said, just listen to the new episode, I Know About Butt Plugs. Here's information on butt plugs. (laughs) The standard issue, Parisian Christmas tree design, is really just for dilating assholes, so it's easy to have butt sex. To that end, it's not unusual to have a few in various sizes. You can start with a tiny plug and work your way up to a relatively dong-sized one, or the alarmingly huge one. Of course, kink culture being what it is, butt plugs have become a standard feature in a lot of kink relationships, particularly the dominant submissive dynamic. They're used a bit for orgasm denial and anal training, but more often than not, they're just a symbol of submission. The other kind of plug that Steffi briefly touched on, butt plugs used for <laughs> prostate stimulation, are usually thinner, longer, and curved, so they constantly massage the prostate after insertion. Better plugs have wide bases and or handles to keep them from getting sucked up your butt. <laughs> so I, I retract that. That does sound like that. this of his, own, that, of his own making that uh, description, <laughs> not from yeah. Wikipedia or
2: something. Well, Steve, you should know a yeah. lot about butt plugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I hope that's okay that we named him. I will email him and find it if I need to. Oh,
2: okay.
1: Mute his name, but thank you, Steve. Okay. Um. So now, yesterday was yesterday, wasn't it? You posted this video that probably a lot of people have seen by now. This video that's gone viral of a woman walking around New York City and. Getting a hundred cat calls over the course of uh, ten hours, so um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that and like what you were thinking about when you posted it and the the ensuing uh, uh, mm, discussion. Because <laughs> I have I have a variety of feelings about it, so yeah, let's talk.
2: Yeah, well, I posted it. I didn't... My friends were posting it, and I'm like, oh, I'm not touching this. I was like, because I knew that there would be men who got on my wall and would say, what are you complaining about? This They're complimenting her. Right. But I watched it, and I'm like, okay, this is too close to home. It, I mean, and it kind of goes... You don't have to be super hot to get treated that way on the street. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, she's super adorable and cute and totally hot, whatever. But you... I mean, it's just true. You don't need to... to Really look any particular way to get treated that way, and you, it feels very predatory. Yeah, and so yeah. I'm like, I'm going to post this, you know, and, and put it and up there. That was there part and of it. it. If you
1: haven't seen it, listener, that she was just wearing mm-hmm. jeans and a black t-shirt, like nothing provocative or nothing that's like asking for it, as I say it with quotation marks. But right. um, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, just to be clear that that's that sort of was an addition to the the rub for the video. So yeah, so you posted it. Yeah, and
2: exactly. She's thinking. kind of dressed normally and you know modestly i suppose and so um it just shows you know people saying hey how you you know how you doing girl how you but you know which and there's a diff. you know people will say hello to you or ask you to smile and and there's like something there's a difference between like a cordial hello to acknowledge you're sharing the space and being told hey girl will you smile for me what's the matter you you, you would be so pretty if you smile what's the matter you know like yeah, i feel like yeah. I, got, I get that all the time all the time yeah yeah in high, in high school i would it got to like i worked at this ice cream store and, and i got told to smile so many times one day i finally just go i'm sorry i just found out that my grandma died even though she totally didn't die at all. Yeah, and, yeah, And yeah. that guy, like, felt really bad. And he came back, like, an hour later. He's like, I'm just really sorry for, for that. And I didn't feel guilty at all because I'm like, he should be sorry because he doesn't know what I've been through. And I don't exist to yeah. smile to make him feel better. You know what I mean? Like, you don't... It just totally felt like... It yeah. feels like... You feel like property. You feel like a stake in, in front of lions or something. Yeah. When, when men treat you that way. And so there was one especially... Um, scary thing in the video where a guy was walking right next to her for I think it was five minutes.
1: Yeah, it's five minutes. It's awful. Uh,
2: it was just, it uh, It just, so anyway, a bunch of guys saw it, and thank goodness for the men who are like, yeah, I can see how that would be really frightening and yeah. make me think twice about how I'd interact with women. Then there were people who were like, Steph, it's really naive for you to think this will ever change, and they're being complimentary, and I'm just, ugh. So I kind of, I you know, I, I try not, I just go, oh, my goodness, oh, wow, is kind of all I'll say to them. And then, like, my friends will come in and kind of, you know, <laughs> take them to task more yeah. than I will. But, I, you know, I did have to end up saying, I'm like, I'm like please just listen. I'm, I, I realize that as a man, you don't know what this feels like. And all we're asking is for you to hear how it feels to women yeah like like that's just all i can ask you to do i can't make you do it but please for the love of god i'm begging i said i'm begging at this point please listen to how this makes us feel so yeah Um, there's one guy who said he he oh yeah he said he had read all the comments he's like this completely changed me he goes i had not i never thought this was a problem and right. now reading all the comments and this thread, so that was really nice. That felt yeah. like you know a good thing that came from it.
1: Yeah, yeah. My thing, the thing with the men who get defensive about it, and this, and I, and I, I, I had, I kind of had a problem with this from the video when I watched it, and then there was the comment from I think the lady's name was Tasha, um, mm-hmm. but she went all out, just sort of like you know, yeah, she what's your problem? I don't know she, who that
2: is, by the way. Oh, anyway. okay.
1: Yeah, she was just all like, you know, some people like that. Just you know, get over it. And it was just really unsympathetic to anyone who doesn't like it, you know, but, but mm-hmm. what, but what, one of the complaints she had, which I had already thought of when I watched is that one of the, cause you know, obviously it's 10 hours. It's cut down to two and a half minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that one of them is someone going, hello. And I'm like, don't put that in there because I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody <laughs> saying hello. And if that's, that, that counts towards your hundred, then that's total right. bullshit. Do you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. the reason, and, the, and the reason it's important not to include something like that is because you're trying to convince men that this is a problem and you're trying to put something Mm -hmm. as simple as hello mixed in with someone begging you to smile saying hey can i give you a number and ooh, sexy just you know what i mean like you're putting something Mm -hmm. as as harmless as hello in with 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 uh with that and i think that's totally wrong and it it it, it convolutes the real problem. Do you know what I mean? Because
2: mm-hmm. yeah, because it puts men on the defensive. They're like, I'm just trying to be polite and treat right. her like a person by saying hello. And I'm like, I totally get it. Yeah, you, know? you can't make
1: everything a problem because that's you want people to mm-hmm. listen. People aren't going to listen if they feel like they can't even speak. You know what I mean? Because that's mm-hmm. the thing. Women asking to be to be heard. If men a man can't even say hello to approach a woman, he's now starting to get completely shut down as well. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm, he's not mm-hmm. going to respond positively to that. So I'm all about meeting in the middle and finding a place where people can listen to each other, and I think making it seem like a man saying hello counts as harassment is really dangerous, and I think that's part of yep. the problem, because if a man was watching, it's like, oh, that's fucked, that's fucked, and then they see the hello included, it's like, wait, what? I can't even do that? And I just think that's that's, that's, yeah. that's really bad. And another thing I saw in the comments, which which bothered me, was that after that, that woman, Tasha's, because she said um, you know some women like it you know and then she was mm. kind of met with shame about oh you need men to tell you you look you know yeah. to, and and you know what women and are you insecure don't. you know what yes. I mean it's like it's, I mean it's I felt nice like, yeah and there's things completely... about it that
2: I find nice and I could not say that in that thread yeah it, it, you know well I probably could have but you know it takes a lot of context. so yeah keep going
1: yeah <laughs> like... yeah, yeah yeah so I felt like you know, like I can get a compliment, I can get not, I can get a cat call like that, and be like, oh my god, that is so gross, like ugh, and just feel kind of threatened, feel uncomfortable, and at the same time, I'm kind of glad that somebody thinks I'm hot. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And it's yes. it's, it's embarrassing to say because now it's like, oh, I'm letting women down by admitting that I need validation, but I do. Mm-hmm. And any women saying, oh, women are just being judged on their appearance, if these women who are saying that are wearing makeup, uh, worried about their weight doing their hair, participating in any beauty culture, you're part of the whole attracting Mm -hmm. dynamic of men and women. You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying for a second, again, that anyone is asking for it because they dress nice or wear makeup or whatever. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. that you are not completely immune to wanting to to, to appearance. You know, you can't mm-hmm. be if you're, if you're if you're participating in any of that. Mm-hmm. So, and that doesn't mean we're not mean we are we are civilized. So that means we have it's nature for for people to try and attract each other. You know, and to respond mm-hmm. to that and try and to procreate. That's the core of nature. The difference is that that we are civilized, and as civilized mm-hmm. people, you don't fucking say gross things to people and expect them going to have sex with you immediately you know i mean that's where we differ so the attraction part is there like saying i'm being judged my appearance yes when you first see somebody you have nothing else to go on okay and you can look at somebody Mm -hmm. and appreciate it and women enjoy looking at men too you know there's nothing wrong with looking and hey you know maybe you say hello and catch the person's eye they might look back and be like hey and from there it can go you know people <laughs> meet that way you know but it's just like i think it's unfair to to just demonize you know finding people attractive and just saying right to them, you know that's, and, and, and also women getting anything from that and making it sound like that's that's an ideal it would be ideal it would be ideal if women didn't need that validation but i mean mm-hmm. i think it's the majority that do and so ignoring yeah. that fact we, is yes. not helping the cause so
2: well, you and know. I hold a lot of tension around it because I'm like, I do feel like a piece of meat. And also, thank you for yes, that because I'm yes. closing in on 40 here. And yes. I we live in a Western society where I am a, the sum of my parts, basically, you know, as far as what is my worth on the street is. And so... The, yeah there's like like i was telling you i think in the message today like that's a weird tension to hold is the liking it and the uh i you know I, yeah i don't i feel devalued so yeah know, just but, to acknowledge that's there i think is helpful yeah because um men um there's someone in the thread named nixon van justice my friend oh yeah um, i said, read that comment yeah, i loved it but yeah, it was really good it. right he because yes. he was saying hey guys you know this is emotions are running high here and um, we would like, you know, let's take uh, some breaths and before making accusatory statements or assuming intent, let's um, maybe clarify and ask things and, and pe- some people were like, are you telling me how to feel? And I'm like, that's not what Nixon is saying at all. Like, and, and then Nixon went on to say yeah, I, that there is no way that you can't approach the subject with a lot of emotion around Without a lot of motion because um, it's very difficult for a man to engage in this discussion without feeling attacked, and it's very difficult for a woman to engage in this discussion without being afraid she won't be heard. Right. And I thought that was really wise and rad yeah, for yeah. him to point out. So, um, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I really liked his perspective really because
1: comment. he uh, started by saying that he, because you know, like you were saying, the smile thing, and I've had that a lot in my life too because I think my mouth Mm -hmm. at rest is just naturally kind of downturned and he said that yeah and I think he said that when because because he's a transgendered male but when when you know he was appeared female he was always getting the smile and oh you look kind of bitchy or you've got bitch face resting bitch face I think he said um but now now that he's you know seen as a male um people now are like oh you've got this like command or i forget the exact words but just like it's a positive thing now that that it's the same face but the mm-hmm. the expression has a different meaning now uh, mm. on a male so i thought mm-hmm. that was really fascinating because it's not not easy to get that kind of insight i mean and that's what's lacking in a lot of this is insight to the other mm-hmm. perspective and everyone's the, the mm-hmm. women are like wanting the men to understand how this feels and the men are trying to understand but we just think you're pretty and we want to tell you so you know like so, right and you know yeah
2: I, I love so he is such an asset to this discussion yes because he can speak to both sides of, of feeling you know and being on either side of that conversation and he's also so Patient and why I've and noticed generous. I've
1: seen his comments before, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. I, I always think one day he's gonna explode from the stupidity, I but know. he never, he never does. I know
2: he's a <laughs> so, miracle,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny the day before. um I read this one Monday when I was coming back from Houston I had an incident and I liked it and then on reflection I'm like should I have been offended by that do you know what I mean even though I wasn't annoyed what happened so I I, I got off the from the cab I got off of the curb and then there was like I don't know if it was a curbside check in guy but he was like behind a little counter and I got my new black cat eye glasses which look awesome and he, he was a, he was a black man and he was like those are the right glasses you have the right glasses and I was oh, like, awesome. thank you, thank you. Because i like, yeah. I have something awesome and somebody's like noticing it. I love it, you know. And then he looks at me and he goes, You're high maintenance, I can tell. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, hey. no, I'm not. Well, see, he's the thing, but he was kind of like he's a character and he was just kind of being yeah. playful. So I was just like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. And he's like, Oh yeah, you're high maintenance. I was like, ah. no, I'm not. I said I'm really easygoing. And like, and I and I, I'm sure somebody's listening to this thinking, oh my god, I would have punched that guy and read him the riot act, but I was just sort of like, no, like. Like I got my top on eBay and my jeans are $10. Like, I'm totally not high maintenance. And, you know, and then we just were chatting, and, you know, I just felt like he was playfully kind of. Respect- I guess, and that was like really, really a rude thing to say, but you know, because yeah. of because of the way I am, I just oh. kind of took it with good humor, and I wasn't forcing the good humor. I thought he was a character, and I enjoyed talking to him. Do you know what I mean? Well, so, he was
2: kind of saying it in context of giving you like your glasses compliment, and just being kind of sounds like he's being kind of bantery. Yeah, and, I felt uh, like you're saying playful, you're like so you said, well but, dressed
1: that you must be you must take exactly. a man some work to to, to keep to, for your upkeep, <laughs> which to me is like you know how cheaply I shop so I'm like right on you know so like yeah. but I can totally there's plenty of women who wouldn't not go for that for a second but I yeah, yeah. had no problem with that but then I was like haunted by these feelings of I guess that wasn't really okay but I really didn't mind at all so yeah. you know, it kind of made my afternoon because I was like smiling as I walked away you know because I didn't feel threatened mm-hmm. or in any way you know right I, right I still felt like when we sort of got down to actual chatting what do you do and stuff it felt respectful do you know what I mean like he's just being yeah, playful yeah. and you know but I know there's just something about his demeanor. I didn't feel threatened. It's not, and people have said a lot less and been scarier to me. You know what I mean? So,
2: sure.
1: um, I don't know what to say to that. It Doesn't answer any of the questions. It just speaks to that particular experience and and our our. Uh, Chemistry and and conversation for this one incident, but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't answer the question one way or the other whether that was right or wrong or you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I I had a fun time with it so. yeah <laughs> am I letting the it's- whole t- side down by saying that I don't know
2: uh, <laughs> well I mean. There's also I, I feel like people on the street can say things that make me feel really seen. Like I feel like like there's all this weird wisdom in these like these drunk people on this you know uh-huh. like the bus stop or whatever. Like the like a couple of years ago, one of them said something to me like, "You've had a big change in your life lately, haven't you?" I can just see it. I can see it in your aura or something. And I was uh-huh. like, "Oh my God, that's true." Like there's just something kind of about it where I was like. They could be totally hallucinating, but that feels like yeah, we had a little connection there, you know. So anyway. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I think I'm optimistic about people's intentions too. I think that's 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 how I am. Do you know what I mean? Like as, as cynical as I may sound, you know, when you hear me complain about everything um, <laughs> when i actually meet people you're face smart. to face you know i unless it's like a complete frat boy type and even then if he's nice to me i'm just gonna go with you're not a date rapist you know what i mean i'm just gonna assume the best yes. in my personal re- yeah. interactions with someone and, and they pretty much they can only go down you know i think or, or get hired you know what i mean like i i, I don't i don't assume the worst when I'm actually dealing with people directly you know so I think Uh if somebody says something and it's not creepy or perverse I assume they're well-intentioned and that's just how I receive it you know so so I think that's where the the gray area is is when people like that want to say something they don't know how somebody's going to receive it and and I'm not saying that my way is the right way that's just the way I receive it so I don't want anyone telling me That I shouldn't react that way to that kind of thing, but conversely, I'm not saying they need to lighten up because I I don't know what their story is. So yeah, exactly.
2: Because like, yeah. I I mean, there's so much to be said for being hopeful and and giving the benefit of the doubt. Because what if they truly didn't mean anything? Like I truly don't think most of these guys who say hello on the street, like you know, mean you know mean very much by it and but there were people in my thread saying I don't like it and I'm like I don't I don't share that view but I feel kind of sad that it would make someone not want to say hello, but it goes back to, well, let's try to treat people the way they want to be treated, I suppose. Yeah, but you but, can't know when yeah. it's just
1: a person on the street. And can't I not so. And I don't think, and I don't like the idea of nobody talking to anybody. I mean, I'll compliment I somebody's <laughs> shoes or their purse if they have something. This guy once had a he had a belt buckle that was the controller from the Nintendo and I had to say something awesome. about that. Do you know what I mean? I didn't want to have sex with him, but, you know, I just wanted to compliment his belt buckle, you know. I had I wear my so. red shiny boots. I'm always getting compliments. That, and men oh, and women are, you? Yeah. You. And, <laughs> and you know and i i, I like that I, I i always i feel nice to say something positive about somebody if i notice it and i like to receive it you know so i don't want to shut that off you know yeah. so that's that, i think that's what i fear is that it's shutting off a, a less sinister thing but obviously all the yeah. all the items in that video except for the hellos were all pretty pretty sleazy and sinister, you know?
2: I thought so too, yeah. I will
1: say this though, tell me, and this might be another opening another floodgate, but <laughs> the amount of catcalls in the 10 hour period, I don't think I've had that many in my life, okay? Ah. And... <laughs> I don't think that I, you know, this isn't about hotness or not hotness, but I I feel like you could go to certain areas and uh, get more of that than other places. So I wondered if it was definitely walking up and down streets where the kinds of people who are congregating in groups and, you know looking at tail um, to get that many in such a short amount of time because I I would say it happens regularly but just to get that many I mean I've walked around for say a total of 10 hours and I would not have had 100 like no fucking way you know so maybe I just need to (laughs) step up my game and wear makeup more Uh. (laughs) often
2: No, it I could be the areas of town she was in, I wonder. But yeah, well, that's but that's the thing, I, I feel like if you're trying like, to make
1: that point, like, are they decidedly, let's go here, let's yeah. go here, let's go here, to get that many and drive the point home, which is, mm-hmm. again, something, because, you know, I'm all about winning the argument with facts, not with, uh, you know, hyperbole, you know, so it doesn't make it less yeah. of a problem, so I don't know.
2: In Texas, I, I would get tons. I, like, we all got tons. So I think that's just something that was more of a thing there. Like, here people are more politically correct, and, yes. and it doesn't happen as much. Although, a couple months ago, the guy on the street, as I was walking to the bus, said, Hey, baby, I want to show you my Action Jackson. <laughs>
1: okay I can't guess right now what your reaction to that would be because on the one hand obviously that's very forward and scary but on the other hand it's you and you know that kind of a phrase is terrifying that, that would you like it I bet that was a threefold feeling you were freaked out uh, you liked the compliment and thirdly the wording was right up your alley
2: yes all three ding 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 yes Just, like I said I have a lot of conflict around this subject it wasn't dark you know I felt safe I was in a crowd with the bunch of people around and he was like not he wasn't going anywhere he was just lying there on the sidewalk right enjoying himself and saying drunken so things to people who walk by so anyway i i have to say i do remember that one and it was it was kind of fun well,
1: congratulations <laughs> <laughs> i guess i still got it <laughs> i've seen you do this and i want to know how you feel about it okay. wtf for what the fuck okay uh-huh. i feel like any it's, it's a question the word what is in there it's a question but people put wtf exclamation point or just uh. f- full stop <laughs> and i think you should always have a question mark and i've seen you do it with a exclamation mark discuss
2: have i ever done it with a question mark i can't imagine i have but maybe i have have you ever what? Have I ever written it with a question mark?
1: I don't know. I don't know. That's, that, that seems wouldn't, like I it wouldn't would be register counterintuitive.
2: To me. But now that you're saying it, it should be a question, shouldn't it?
1: Always. I just
2: you're asking. Like what like, is the fuck? What, the what fuck? is the
1: fuck with this? <laughs>
2: I feel like it's more like, oh my god, but like more emphatic. So it's exclamation point is what I think it, comes after it.
1: I see. I see the thing. I think exclamation uh-huh. point question mark.
2: Ah. Uh, I can see that.
1: But also the all caps, I think, denote the ex- the exclamation part of it.
2: It does. This yeah. is true.
1: Yeah. So hmm. I'm always, always, always question mark after WTF.
2: <laughs> I've never thought about
1: it. Yeah. Oh, I know you haven't. <laughs> no, because you're so good normally. You're such a, you know, you're your, your writing's Not always... Really. I keep letting it.
2: I've been letting it slide lately, and kind of on purpose to save my sanity. Like I have to let go of some of my perfectionism, so I'll just like kind of either type in with capital, you know, properly capitalized sentences or not, you know. And oh, I'm not going to fix that typo. I'm already eight words out, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know we
1: talked about this a while ago, but it sounds like you've settled in more. It's like you're wearing the the sweatpants of of Ah. grammar.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yep. I got my sweatpants and my Uggs on yep. and i was popping- <laughs> WTF without any punctuation <laughs>
1: yeah I think that's how we can uh, uh, we can describe that when you start just giving up on, on your spelling and you know the person was once capable that they've put on their grammar sweatpants <laughs>
2: and the cat sweatshirt
1: yes uh, but I think like at the time like that, that I, I think I noticed a long time ago that that you had done that and um, huh. uh, but I think it was before you announced that you were putting the sweatpants on so um, I th- but that's why it stood out to me because you didn't usually make those kinds of mistakes so I just thought huh like you know like I've noticed plenty of other people do it but it didn't strike me but it struck me when you did it you know but it's something I see a lot it, you, it wasn't that you were the only person doing it but it's only struck me like I remember that you as being a person because it was unexpected so.
2: yes I used to like take that all really seriously and I think I I put on some elastic tear cloth <laughs> pants <laughs> time and again but there was one greater, time you corrected frequency. me
1: you corrected oh, no. me in the comments on no, I'm glad because I've used this like now that's stuck in my brain and I've got it right um, in the comments of one of my blogs. Whereas I said um, uh, Greg and I, and you like it's Greg and me, and oh, I yeah, was like taught to crazy. make everything everything I, you know, so uh-huh. and so an I, this an I, and then. Um, and then when you said that and I was like, no, and then I like, wait, no, look it up. And then I looked it up and saw the difference in the rule. So I was glad because now I, that totally straightened it out for me because (laughs) I researched it because of that. So sometimes you say me and sometimes you say I, so if you're curious listener, if take the other person out of the sentence, so, um, if you're going to say, um, I was working on my podcast or Stephanie and I were working on the podcast. Well, if you take Stephanie out, you would just say, I was working on the podcast. So if it was me, so if it's like Stephanie and me were working on the podcast and you take Stephanie out, does it make sense to say me was working on the podcast? No. So that's how you tell the difference. You take the other person out and then use the, uh, see, I don't know the proper terms, but yeah, whatever the, the, is it a pronoun? Yes. Use the pronoun uh, that makes sense if you were alone. So that's uh, how what you really tell drives the me crazy.
2: People do this all the time, and I always notice it. But um, people will do it at the end of sentence, like. Like, thank you for coming along with Tim and I. And I'm thinking, it's Tim and me, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> See, I was taught that it was proper to always say and I about everything. Because yeah. it think, sounds not proper. Of us were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, ever since you said that, that's when I figured it out. So,
2: Didn't you uh, bring it up with your mum, And she's like, no. And you guys got out the dictionary
1: and stuff. No, I, I said it to her, but she was in a combative mode at that time, in a defensive <laughs> mode. So my example, which I just gave, she was incapable of hearing it but it came up I think the last time or the time before that she visited and we were definitely in more of a constructive conversational manner and I explained it and she Mm -hmm. totally got it so it was just that yeah she wasn't of the right sound mind the first time I tried to explain it because she's the one who always (laughs) insisted on the I that's why it was imperative that I explain it to her so. Okay,
2: speaking of your mom having a sound mind, my favorite thing about her is you saying that whenever she drinks, like which isn't too often, but if she's had a few and you can tell she's getting giggly, you guys get out a particular lampshade yes. and put it on her head. And I think that's so funny.
1: Yes, she's such a good sport. So she would be like, hmm, I feel a bit funny. And so then one of us runs to the bedroom and gets his lampshade. It's just the way it is, it's like got this like, it, it like it's got like a plastic, it's got like a circle to it that just sits perfectly <laughs> on a head and it's clear uh, orange. so it like it's kind of see-through like a visor, and yeah, it's great. And then I gave her a a, a, a digital a picture frame for Christmas once and I put three pictures <laughs> of her with a lampshade. <laughs> how many From three all three that I had from three different Christmases. <laughs>
2: Uh, but how many were, like, totally on... The, how many total were on the keychain?
1: Uh, oh, no, no, it was a picture frame. But it was, like, yeah, maybe, like, they were about oh, 100, sorry, 100 maybe 150 oh, 100. photos. Wouldn't so, it be yeah. great
2: if it was, like, you'd made 147 of the pictures, lampshade pictures, and yes! then like, the other three were a family
1: or something? would be so great. If only I had that many.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Those duplicates.
1: So, so good. Um...
2: That yes. reminds me of, remember when they used to have um, those disposable cameras on tables at wedding receptions?
1: Yeah, we had them at mine.
2: Oh, did you have them? On your, yeah, before the digital camera days. So um, my, friend, <laughs> my friends Terry and Scott <laughs> used up all, all the cameras in their friends' reception <laughs> taking pictures of Terry's face of what okay Terry was like hey Scott take pictures of me we're going to use up all these cameras at the reception every single picture (laughs) will be of me and so it's Terry like eating cake Terry drinking punch Terry smiling real big Terry looking sad you know like so something happened to our friends I think it's Scott and Lorraine are their names Something happened to their actual wedding pictures where the photographer like something happened. They're like, so Well at least we have the reception pictures. Oh, no! Nope. It's all Terry. And to this day, Lorraine will not talk to Terry and it's been like fifteen years. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Man. I don't know why I love that story so much. That's I'm so <laughs> thinking about like them getting the, you know, getting it developed, getting it back, all Terry.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: Do you know what a dong is? Isn't that your dad's name? <laughs> yes, yes.
1: <laughs> dong, dong, what's an eye dong? Terry, do you know what a dong is? <laughs> this never gets old. It's so Oh, I
2: good. love your parents. I've never met them, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty hilarious.
1: <laughs> um, so on the subject of white dresses, what a great seg. Um... Ooh. um so this came up a couple weeks ago, but we're talking about debutante balls because I guess they had them in your region, um, and we have them in Australia, and you were shocked to learn that I was a I debutante. Don't. Yes! Yes, and then you immediately sent me the pictures, and you're so cute. I oh hated my goodness. little caterpillar eyebrows. They're horrible. But um. Did you
2: hate them at the time, or you just hate them now?
1: Uh, I think I always hated them. And yeah, oh. I think now that I mean they're the same eyebrows. I just sort of pluck them into a sort of a better shape. But they're very thin, but um, <laughs> but my friend Kristen always loved my eyebrows. She would like uh, gently point, reach my head with a f- wobbly finger and t- touch them because they were so soft. <laughs> so she would just reach out and stroke my eyebrows. <laughs>
2: oh my word! I need to pay attention until next time. Next yes. time I see you, I will notice your eyebrows.
1: You will. You can stroke them. They're not as soft as they were in my youth, but they're still pretty soft. They're not. Quite by any stretch um anyway
2: (laughs) i was a debutante with eyebrows tiny eyebrow tangent when i was lifeguarding i was yelling at this little kid who was running you know and i'm like you're not supposed to run blah 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 he goes i like your eyebrows Ah! (laughs) that's so great i'm like excellent diversion tactic
1: (laughs) well he has more eyebrow um (laughs) um my sister um used to have a monobrow but she takes care of it now and <laughs> anyway and I thought of this joke and I whispered it to her um, because I didn't want to humiliate her in front of her friends who were around but I said what Spice Girls song is about your eyebrows and her friend heard and goes to become one to become oh, one. Me <laughs> mean sister. <laughs>
2: it was but such a good, was a good joke. One. Yeah, but anyway, unf-
1: I really was truly trying not to, like, have our friends know what they heard. And so, of course, <laughs> so the, so the, so the joke so was told for some time after that. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> anyway, so I was a debutante. But I don't think it's as weird as when it happens here, where it's all very... It's like it just seems like a thing you decide to do and requires a lot a lot of effort to go out and do it whereas for us in australia we do it as part of like you do it with the school so Mm -hmm. you don't have to do it but everyone's doing it like the wheels are in motion so you just kind of go along with it you know but Mm -hmm. um yeah and you get presented to some uh like local council member or something and like i didn't even understand what the whole thing was even about you know the coming out thing you know like it wasn't sort of sold to us like that but we did get presented to local Member of council and yeah, and I was so nervous that I like nearly peed my pants. I don't know why, just Aww. to go up on stage and curtsy, and then yeah. um, and then went to do a dance like a, a dance that we'd been rehearsing for weeks, and yeah, and I fucked it up and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, you still remember I, it. Yeah, I do actually. I remember like leading up to getting presented, and I remember the dance of my partner saying, "Can't believe." <laughs> like while we were doing oh, it your partner because, said that? Yeah, yeah, and he was the one like I was like, I'm the girl, I can oh, do the dancing and he was struggling with it the whole time but when the day came I was the one who fucked it up. So Aww. not like in any huge way that we couldn't recover, but I did I did do a misstep and yeah. It was unfortunate. Oh. But yeah, so like did the opportunity for you to be a debutante ever come up?
2: I Okay, we lived in Arkansas when I graduated, and so it wasn't as big a deal there. But then after I graduated high school, my parents moved to Texas, and my sister was a debutante because that was a big thing in Texas. Right. And so do you remember in 90210 when Tori Spelling went to Houston to come out and be a debutante? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was like that. She wanted to learn the Texas dip, and so... My sister did that. My sister had the best dip ever. I don't know. She, like, took all these dance lessons, and she was a head cheerleader, and she was, like, very graceful and shit. So, anyway, she, like, did this really excellent dip, but um, my grandparents came out for it, and everyone had wedding... I mean, they're full-on wedding dresses you're wearing, and you had you know, um, bouquets done by whoever. Some guy in Dallas, like, came all the way up to do all the... It was just, like, this... so expensive and such a big deal. How many girls were
1: doing it at the at the at the event? I feel
2: like there was about thirty. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about you?
1: Oh God, we must have had how many kids in our year level? We probably had 100, 150, and we had to oh, we do wow. it over. We had to do it over two nights because. Oh wow. Um, oh wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, I think we did it all in one night, but we had two sets. That's right. So we did it all once. The first group got presented, did the dance, then waited while the second group got presented and did the same dance because we had so many. Yeah. And, I, and I think by the time my sister did it, they did it over two nights because there were too many people. So, uh. yeah. And did the, in, in in like the American version, does the girl have to ask the guy to be her partner? It's the dad
2: that comes and presents. So oh, really? Think, so I the girl remember. doesn't have a date? I don't remember there being dates. I just remember there being dads.
1: Oh, yeah, we had to to ask ask somebody to be a a partner for the ball. I don't think
2: that they would do that in the South because of the patriarchy.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. I think that's what's so peculiar about it, but I like, oh, the girls have to ask the guys, so, yeah, so I asked my friend Peter, because my friend everyone wanted to do it with my friend Kristen, because they all liked her whereas I was one of the guys, so <laughs> when once the dust had settled from that then I asked whoever was left
2: so <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, so anyway, but yeah, it, it worked out okay, but um, yeah, I don't remember too much about it, I just remember certain pockets of it, but i guess i'm ambivalent as to whether or not i did it so <laughs> but it is quite shocking
2: yeah picture of um, the donkini.com yes
1: yes okay so i have something um that i got at a sale recently at children's um a children's clothing sale um a kids consignment sale And I think it's going to be a new segment I think I'd like to read one or two of these At the end of every episode Oh boy! We got, we got a book of Christian Mother Goose Oh my god <laughs> So these are nursery rhymes That we all know and love That have been Jesusified so, No Yes um, So today I'm going to read Humpty Dumpty and, Oh no And um, what's the other one I was going to read was on Page 17 Oh yeah, Ring Ringa Roses So Humpty Dumpty. Uh, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Humpty Dumpty shouted, "Amen! God can put me together
2: again." Oh my God! Yes. And they're
1: serious, of course they're serious. And then, and at least that one fits, okay? Some of them don't even fit, (laughs) like the one I'm about to read. Ring a ring a rosy, a pocket full of posy. It's true, it's true. Jesus rose for me and you. That doesn't even go like that! It doesn't go like that at all!
2: Where'd where'd the two come from? Oh my god! Yeah,
1: and then there's a second verse. Yeah, it's true, it's true, the achoo, achoo is It's true, it's true! Ring-a-ring-a-roses, a pocket full of posies It's true, it's true, he's coming back for me and you! oh my goodness yeah yeah but it's like that last line is we all fall down it's four syllables this is Jesus rode for me and you it's seven and then he's coming back for me and you is eight they don't even uh, keep up with their own fucking thing anyway and it's funny we've had it laying around and I'm treating it like, <laughs> like it's a fucking porno like that needs to be moved like no Quincy no keep taking it what away from me. <laughs> this is for mommy and daddy <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, Do you so still I think, have the
2: horny hillbilly on display in your house? Yeah, yeah,
1: that's still sitting above the toilet. Okay, uh, good. That's yeah, he hasn't game. reached for it yet, but yeah, I think once <laughs> once he gets into the potty training, he's gonna grab it one day. So, yeah, the horny hillbilly listeners, we've I've, I've talked about it before and had, I think I had a picture of it, but yeah, for anyone new it is a little plastic figurine that we have sitting uh, at the back of our toilet of a little hobo with a hard cock sticking out It's quite large in relation to the rest of his body um, <laughs> This has not been removed despite having a child um,
2: You have Christian Mother Goose in your house I think that's more dangerous than the horny hillbilly definitely that's the thing I'm
1: hiding not the fucking horny hillbilly (laughs) there you go Wrecked penises are natural Um, anyway um, so I guess that about wraps it up for this time I really enjoyed this episode and the discussion we had so uh, please visit DongTeeny.com for any bonus material call the Dong line if you have something to say or leave a comment at DongTeeny.com and uh, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon click the link first so until next time bye Stephanie bye Simone Bye. bye
0: Standing on the corner Watching all the girls go by Standing on the corner Watching all the girls go by Brother, you don't know a nicer occupation Watching all the girls, watching all the girls go by. I'm the cat that got the cream. Haven't got a girl, but I can dream. Haven't got a girl, but I can wish. So it takes me down to Main Street. And that's where I select my imaginary dish. all the girls go by. Standing on the corner, giving all the girls the eye. Brother, if you've got a rich imagination, give it a whirl, give it a try. Try standing on the corner, watching all the girls, watching all the girls, watching all the girls go by. bro so haven't got a girl and that's no joke Still I'm living like a millionaire when I take me down to Main Street and I review the harem parading for me there. jail for what you're thinking, or for the woo, look in your eyes.